that woke up this morning on the verge of an historic 90-second win in Formula One. Records are there to be broken, said Michael Schumacher. The record is broken. Lewis Hamilton wins the Portuguese draw. For all the kids out there who dream the impossible, you can do it too, man. I believe in you guys. Start your engines and buckle up. It's the light sights. Let's go. F1 show. Welcome to the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's Radio. And this week we are doing the Grand Prix from Belgium at Spa Francorchamps. And you just heard, uh, what is it? Close to me by The Cure. And I, The Cure is one of those bands that. Whenever I listen to, I always think that's great. I love it, but I don't ever tend to listen to them that much. They've got, but... they got, they got a tremendous back catalogue with Cure. Yeah, some fantastic songs they've done over the years. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic. So anyway, as you can hear by his voice, with me to uh, decompress the Belgian Grand Prix is Mr. Rich Mason. So oh, how are you, Rich? Evening. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I've had my chips and mayonnaise. Just good, after the, of course, Belgium, Belgium, yeah. Belgium weekend. So I'm all. There's, there's a lot to get through. There was, there seemed like a pretty relentless kind of F1 weekend. It was sort of on my. Oh, TV. it's the sprint weekend, isn't it? It's, I think weekend. it's too much. It's too quality. much. Man. All of a sudden, yeah. I was getting all worked up because it's like, oh, crumbs, I forgot. It's quali on Friday for the Sunday I race. Know. Then you got sprint quali. Then you've got the sprint. And then we had the rain. And then we had all of this. And it was just, it was, bit, it was spicing up to be too a much. But, but it's great if you're there. But, but for, 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 for the, the I'll be honest. Audience, I think it's a bit too well, having looked at the weather, I'm glad I was at home, actually. Ah, camp- no, camping right. down in the Belgian forest in the piddling rain wouldn't have been much there, fun at all. There's no bad weather, Rich. Only bad clothing choices. There you go. Right. Or, <laughs> or, or bad rear wing setups in the case of a certain papaya-coloured team. Yes, 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 yes. But we'll um, come on to that. <laughs> give, me, give me the uh, score out of 10 for the weekend. Oh. Uh, it, again, it seems to me that actually the excitement was kind of like bit of Friday, bit of Saturday, probably the first, I don't know, first couple of laps of the Grand Prix, and then it kind of went a bit flat, and we were waiting for some rain to turn up, which sort of didn't really, and then it I, didn't. I'm going to give and it a six, I think. Six, yeah, I'd, I'd go with that, because yeah. you've got to balance it off. I thought I thought the whole weekend was fantastic. And the race, I was expecting a much more of a ding-dong of a race, really, and yeah, we didn't get nothing, it. Nothing but it is, really it's, happened, did it? Having said that, having said that, it is still, um, it's still an impressive track to watch. I do. Oh, hundred percent. But if you've got a, start. if you've got a, you know, uh, if you've got to let the weather create the excitement, then you're in trouble, aren't you? Now nah, this is very true. I this think is everyone's in trouble at the moment, but there we are. We can come on to that. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Uh, wow, 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 wow. Perhaps, perhaps uh, in the off season in August we can. Talk a little bit about, about that sort of stuff. But anyway, let's do a bit of news. So going into the weekends, incredibly straight off the bat on the Friday, Alpine uh, announced they were getting rid of their race director, Otmar Safnauer, and um, sporting director, Alan Permain. So they were served their P45s at the start of the weekend. That's just Unbelievable harsh. timing. Really I'm, harsh. I know they've had two, quite frankly, abysmal results of, of weekends where both cars failed to finish the race two on the spin, um, but I, 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 I couldn't get my head around that, to be honest with you. I really couldn't. And they actually had a pretty good weekend in Spa as well. <laughs> they did. They did have a good weekend, but I thought that was – I think that, that – that, I don't think that's a knee-jerk reaction is my initial view on that. No, I think, I think it's been coming for a while, and I think the 
timing was on purpose because they could have done it. We're going into the summer break. They could have done it over the summer break and sort of, you know, politely, quietly, without much fanfare. I think this was the Alpine um, sort of head heads of making a statement saying we are doing this and we are making changes now for the good, making a statement. Otherwise, you wouldn't have announced it at the start of the weekend, would you? So who do you think is going to come in? I don't know who's going to come in. I don't know. That that I don't know. Because there's another bit of timing as well. Go on. A certain chap's kind of, I think he's contractual, and it's not gardening leave, but it's, uh, I think, some some beyond end of contract um, timescales have finished sort of six months afterwards, and that's uh, it's a certain Mr. Mattia Bonotto. Uh, I did actually hear his name banded around, actually. That, that, yeah. that could be possible. And there's apparently some connections and tie-ups um, with... Renault or Alpine sort of CEO knowing Fiat CEO type people and what mm, have you. So yeah. I don't know. We could, we, I mean, I may be very wide of the mark and on these things, I quite often am. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see who they, who they slot into that. Cause it does seem, it did seem a little bit public, didn't it? It was very much. It, it was very public. It was very sort of. Cause did you say harsh. normally they could, they could just sort of like deal with it in the summer. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, I mean, I mean, and I, I mean, I think, Particularly with Safnauer, it, 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 sort of leading up that that team. I think losing Alonso and Piastri last year was utterly unforgivable. Yeah, I think, the I fact think that, that marks yeah, his card already. I think you've only got to look at the performances that Piastri has put in, yeah. and and I think we've 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 got to get close to saying he's kind of like one of the best rookies we've had in the last few years. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Reminds really you of is. either a Max Verstappen or Lewis Hamilton, almost. He's come straight in and gone boom. I'm like, I might, you know, he is going to be a top draw driver. Mm. And you've only got to look at the performances Fernando's put in as well. And, yeah, yeah. And, and to let those both of those guys slip through that, the fingers. That was unforgivable. That was yeah. unforgivable. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so it'd be interesting. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, obviously. New new people investing into the team, you know, blah blah blah. It was a statement that they are, you know, and 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 to be honest, next year also their wind tunnel comes online as well. Their new wind tunnel. It's they. You often say it takes five years to build a team. You know that fifth year is coming next year for Alpine about when they've been sort of building things up. I, I think they're making a statement now, ready for perhaps you know if they can. Are, crack are you hoping the top that three next year? I hope are you hoping your crystal ball is true. And you've been saying for a while that you feel Alpine is a bit of a bit of sleep at the moment. Hundred percent. Do you feel that they've you know uh, that they're 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 about to awaken next season and uh, and they could have a quick car? Do you feel hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent? Um, talking of uh, people sort of changing roles and leaving teams, etc. Do you remember our discussion last week uh, when I was talking about uh, the crisis at Mercedes? And I yes. said quite a few people had left, and you said who? I yes, I did say who, and we got a bit um, testy about that. But go on, who who left? So I, well, 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 I've I've gone away and done my homework, and I've got the names Good. here. As I so said, obviously would. we had James Allison temporarily yes. gone back into that role, but I think it was a mistake him leaving that role anyway. Yeah, you you had the engineering director Aldo Costa, yeah. who has been instrumental at Mercedes. He's now gone to Delara, I believe. Um, you had uh, Andy Cowell, who worked on heading up the engine success for Mercedes in the hybrid era. Yeah. Um, he's gone to Red Bull. And obviously, they lost James Vowles uh, to Williams. and James. So that's four very influential people there um, that they yep. have lost. I mean, yeah. particularly Aldo Costa was, uh, you know, uh, 
I think it was chief aerodynamicist as well. And there's well, a few I mean, that big losses. And and us particularly the engine. Who was the engine guy? Andy Cow. Andy Cow. He's gone to head up uh, Red Bull powertrains. So he's gone to Red Bull powertrains, and all of a sudden they've got a very, very quick Honda engine. Very much. So, yeah, I don't think there's much. I don't know. Is there a coincidence there? I don't think so. So, well, if they couldn't keep hold of them, why? Yeah, I know. Unless they felt, do you know what? Unless after the success that Mercedes had, these things go in cycles. Yeah, they do. And and people who want to push stuff on, who want to push the envelope, who want to do new things, if they've been there, They'll be sitting there going, well, we've, we've nailed this. Now we've done it. We've done, you know, eight constructors titles on the spin, whatever. Why do we need to do this again? And let's go. Yeah, and do, yeah, yeah. I, I, You know, personally, I would like a new challenge. So, you know, off they go to Red Bull or they go off to Delara in the case. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Wherever they go to, you know. Uh, I mean, certainly James Val's down at, at Williams. He's taken that step up into that leadership role at Williams. And, you know, that, 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 I think yeah, it's kind of almost inevitable, really, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, you know, all all sort of dynasties, whatever, you know, come to an end or whatever else. And then you have a period of transition. So, you know, I think you do do. go through that period. I just hope to Well, yeah, but to your point around there being a bit of a crisis at Mercedes, that does seem, you know, as you you rightly point out, and and, and well done for doing the homework, as I knew you would. (laughs) Thank you. I didn't have to. Um, It just means that we've got. You know, it does take a while. It does take a few years for that to come back in, and I it think, does. It does. You know, does. I think Toto's probably realizing that now. So we shall, uh, we shall, well, we shall see how they build. But you know, I think, yeah. I think they seem to be going in the right way a little bit. Mm, I've got some. Yeah, we can talk as about quick that as you would want. the race as well. But yeah, we shall yeah. see. We shall see. Um, other bits I picked up along the way. Um, apparently, um, Red Bull um, approached Albon. To re-sign him at some point during this year, I when they know. when they knew that um, De Vries wasn't performing, etc., and he rejected them. Yes, I'm, I'm quite glad he did. I'm really glad he did as well. I thought because I I think I think that I mean he had a good race as well at the weekend. I thought. Yeah, I mean, he did. Yeah, he he's did. yet again, and we can be all over Alex Albon now because I think this is where you and I agree. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But I've got, a, I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of love for Albon. I think he's, uh, I think he's, I think he's a proper. I think he's fantastic. Proper, Always proper good driver. Very good. Yeah, very good. He's getting a lot out of that car and 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 doing things with it, you know, where it, it shouldn't be. Um, he's probably, he, is, yeah. he probably has been a little flattered with his, um, with his teammate a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd agree with that. But, um, but you know, I think given 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 where we know the car. The car isn't, and, 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 and you know, it's great in a straight line, but it, it has got its issues around the corners and what have you. But I think he's doing a cracking job. And yeah, yeah, he turned them down. I think that tells you what a what a bit of a potential hornet's nest red hornet's nest Red Bull is. And yes, they all they all 100%. know it. They all yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think I, I think you've mentioned before, and I've mentioned before that you know I think uh, when Lewis Hamilton eventually leaves the sports, I think his his book could be quite explosive, you know, because they're, they're, they're freer to speak, aren't they, when, when, when they leave the sports. But I saw a comment from Lewis, um, I think I sent you the screen grab of it, actually, where he was talking about Sebastian Vettel. And Lewis said, uh, Seb was one of those who supported me the most. He mm. told me that in some teams, they spoke racist things about me. Uh, he knelt down with me in 2020. Uh, I've yet to see braver driver than him that i think that just alludes to some of the stuff that hamilton has got in his locker that 
I think F1 could be quite worried about when he leaves the sport. Oh, I would, I would be deeply concerned if I was F1, certainly for the brand and what have you. But I, do you know what? <sighs> what would he get out of it? I don't just, know. I think he's just telling his story. I don't think. I think, I think there's potentially telling the story, but he also he's also going to be aware that if he has got stuff that could that could potentially really tarnish the sport, that you know he he may, he may not want to. You know, it's a sport he still loves, and it's a sport that he's still working with, and still wants people to get into. But it depends, depends on the way he frames it. Depends, it. depends on, on the it depends on how he frames it, and depends what team he's talking about there. With, well, with, and with by Seb. the time and it's interesting up... that Seb spent four years at Red Bull. I'm not saying it is, but you know. Well, you know, it depends on the. Uh, it depends on the. On, as you say, uh, you know, it depends on how he frames it, but it also depends who's still around at the time that his book comes out. Exactly. Yeah. If they've left, well, do you know what? They'll, uh, it'll just say what it'll say. It would, you know, F one can brush it off and say, well, they don't, they're not in F one anymore. And, and that, yeah, that. but it yeah. will be, it will be very, very incendiary. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be. It will be right. Let's get to a song then, and we can get into the uh, qualifying and sprint. So, Rich, let's go do one of yours. Okay. So the last song I did uh, was, uh, was was car song. I mean, why haven't we played that before in two and a half years? Simply called car song by Elastica, and Elastica's uh, front person front lady uh justine freshman um as as we may know we may, it's quite popular that everybody knows this that she was in a relationship quite a long-term relationship for seven years with a certain mr damon Albarn of blur and that's quite simply how we go from elastica to blur and uh, i chose one of their uh one of their uh, one of their great hits because I, wa- I watched a bit of uh, blur documentaries and things over the weekend so this one came out and this is the universal That was Blur with the Universal on the Lights Out. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. Okay, so we are going to power on because now in this section we've got, because it's a sprint weekend, we've got to do qualifying and the sprint. So, Rich, I'm going to give you a rundown of the top 10 of Friday's qualifying. This is Friday. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is Friday qualifying for the race on Sunday. Correct. Yes. Right, okay. Just, just need to be clear about this because this gets very, very complicated. On uh, of course. So, uh, number one pole position was Max Verstappen, uh, but of course he started sixth because he had an A five grid penalty for changing a gearbox. Yes. Uh, second was Charles Leclerc. Third was Perez. Uh, he actually qualified slightly up there, but couldn't get ahead of. Leclerc in a car that was eight tenths ahead of the rest of the field. But there you go. Well, well done, Paris. We'll come uh, on to that. We'll come on to that. Fourth was Hamilton. Fifth was Sainz. Sixth was Piastri. He had a really good weekend, apart from his mistake in the race, which we'll we, we talk about. Really yeah. good weekend from Piastri. Another uh, solid one. Yep. Yeah. Seventh was Norris. Eighth was Russell, who had a really messy, poor weekend, I thought. Yeah. Um, Ninth was Alonso, and tenth was Stroll. And then we had the sprint on the Saturday. I'm not going to give you the qualifying results. I'll just give you the results of the sprint race. So okay. the winner, winner of the sprint race was Verstappen. Second was Piastri. He was fantastic in that sprint race, I thought. He was really, really good, good. Piastri. He was really good. And third was Gasly as well, which I thought was fantastic. So, yeah. You know, in, in the Alpine, really good. Uh, fourth was Sainz, fifth was Leclerc, sixth was Norris, seventh Hamilton. Hamilton was in fifth, but he had the penalty with uh, 
Perez, which we will come on to. Yeah. Uh, eighth was Russell. Ninth was Ocon. And tenth was Daniel Ricciardo. If that would have been the Grand Prix, he would have scored points in that Toro Rosso. He so would have done. That was a, that was a that was a really good result from Daniel Ricciardo. I thought. On the, on the well side. done for him. Amazing. Yes. So Perez. Okay. So so it was better from him in qualifying, finishing third. I don't yeah. still wasn't great. He's not knocking out the park because, as I say, that car's faster than third. Um, but he qualified eighth in the sprint race, which was really poor again. Um, okay, you know, he, he ended up, uh, well, okay, so, so so he ended up retiring, didn't he? Because um, he had that incident with Lewis. So so let, let's talk about that incident. So Lewis Hamilton ended up with a five-second penalty and five points on his license for that incident, which I think is an utter disgrace. Just ridiculous. It was a racing incident. It was. He was Full, fully alongside on the inside. Absolutely. He, he, yes, he understood. Perez had had room on the outside. Perez had room on the outside. Look at the conditions. For goodness' yep. sake, they had not run. Um, that you know, nobody'd run any sort of uh, dry tires at all. Um, it, I think they were on inters at the time anyway, but in changeable conditions. So nobody, basically, nobody had a clue. You're going to get this happen when you only have. FP1 to sort out the setup of your car. And it wasn't a late dive by him. You know, he no. was fully alongside and then he was going into the corner. You look at the gap. I mean, Perez balls it up, frankly, forgive my language, but he, 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 he got the entry to the corner all wrong, left a gap as wide as a double-decker bus. So yeah, what, yeah, 100%. What on earth do you expect Hamilton to do? As we've all known, and as Hamilton has said himself, and as uh, the great Ayrton Senna said, you know, if there's a gap and you don't go for it, you're not a racing driver anymore. So there was a and there was a clear, that was, was more a, than a gap. That was a massive, that was huge mistake <sighs> by Perez. So he's clearly going to go for it. Yes, he understood ever so slightly, but you know, uh, in those conditions on those tires, I mean, it, I was it was just an absolute joke. Not only me. that, and I'm not blaming Perez for, for it because it's not his fault. It however, ha- however. By then, he was going backwards because he chewed up his tyres. You know, he was he, he, he was getting caught very fast. H- Hamilton was going by. He should have left him room, given up the place, and lived to fight the next corner with somebody, you know? Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, you, you, I mean, I think there was a concern. I think probably in, partly in Perez's, I think he overthinks stuff too much. I'm starting to think this about it because he'd be thinking, well, we look at the conditions, we're on enters, we're not going to get DRS, which they didn't. There was no DRS in the sprint race. I don't think, unless you're about to tell me otherwise. Uh, I believe there was, but just with with, with the conditions, I think that they ended up just, not having it, it. But yeah, yeah, they didn't. No, 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 no. no. What I mean is, in the I don't think they had they they, they no no they no, no, DRS opening in the sprint race. So he'd have been thinking, well, I'm not going to have DRS to be able to overtake him back. So ooh, I better I better try and stay ahead. You know, yes, I'm all for him being fighting, getting his elbows out, and all the rest of it. But you've got to be intelligent about it as well. And on the in those conditions, you've got to give the somebody's coming at the inside. And you know you've 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 got to own the mistake that you've made that's allowed them in. You've got to make sure that you know. Well, he's gonna he, he could well understeer into me. Well, he did, and you end up having to retire the car, Checo. So I mean, I'm sorry, but 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 you know what what Brundle said at, at the time as well. You know that was every day of a racing incident, and you've got to let cars. It's battle almost the very I mean, definition yes. of a racing incident. I was I was quite cross. I was quite cross about it. it. 
Because if you start penalising that, you're then going to start, drivers are going to start thinking, well, hang on a minute, I don't want to get a five-second penalty for being, you know, ever so slightly racy. And, and we're going to end up with a nullified kind of procession. 100%. I mean, I just don't think the FIA right now are fit to govern the sport. I, I, I really don't. Because you had in Formula E, you had Van Dorn come from a late lunge, miles back, lock up, smash into a back of a car, spin him round, Van Dorn carried on, and there was no penalty for him and that is fia governed so where's the consistency but there isn't any it's as simple it's, as that uh, and then during the f3 at spa uh, um the race the f3 race was completely marred by red flags etc so when they finished the race they said there's no points okay fine I, I get that but then they didn't tell anybody when they released the official classification they decided to reverse that and give everyone points but didn't tell any of the press or anything and the fia are making a mess of things and they, they have them for a long time. They're making it up as they go along. I really think that I think there's there's too much influence from the outside. They should govern the sport and they should do it in isolation from the teams and from Liberty. And I, yeah. I, I think there's, there's there's got to be too much influence from both because Liberty are going to want certain things. The teams will want certain things. And I think they just both need to shut the door on both of them and say, well, you know, you, you, you're part of this sport. You get out what you get out of it we are setting the rules and we are going yeah, to consistently 100%, apply them. 100%. Because at the moment, they're not. And it just feels, it may be, you know, they always say, certainly with politics, if it's cock up or conspiracy, it's always uh, safer to assume the former rather than the latter. But, you know, so I, 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 it just it just sometimes these decisions they make do whiff a bit of influence from, you know, either the team or Liberty Media and the rights to, to it. Whereas it should, you know, we should have faith in the sport that it's being governed and rules being applied consistently and fairly. And it's not just this race. It's not just this year. It's it's the last, you know, three years or so at least. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It just, there just feels like there's, you know, that there's 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 there's, a, there's something going on that's just not quite right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I get that feeling. It's not great. Because it was, it was, it was the, I mean, I think even Brundle said that's, that's the very definition of a racing yeah. incident. Yeah, I mean, to get great. five, the other thing, I mean, to have five penalty points in your license as well, that's ridiculous. That is, that is almost. That ridiculous. shows like, like it was intended or something. Yeah. It's just yeah. ridiculous. It is. Anyway, anyway, um, we mentioned about Russell having a shocker. I mean, he had a shocker in the, um, in the sprint shootout as well, that the, the qualifying for the sprint race where he ended yeah. up impeding Lewis. Um, I thought oh, that, that was terrible was... what he did he, because he, he'd ruined his lap because he went wide. So he was never going to get a better lap time. So he, he should have stuck out the way and let Lewis go. But Absolutely. he impeded him. It was a stupid move by Russell. I don't know what he was thinking then. He gets a bit hot headed at times, George. And we've all, we all like George and he was great when he was at Williams and all the rest of it. And he's coming to Mercedes. And I think now he's made a few, made a few bit of, you know, a few silly errors. And, and, and rookies he, don't go through those periods, you know, they, to, well, they we've got to give him his due. But He's been on but, the grid for Five years, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yeah. years with Williams. Was in his second yeah, season with Mercedes. What I mean is, like, people when when they often go to like a a, a, a top leading team or whatever. And, I I agree. I, I'm probably yeah. you know a bit disingenuous there. It is it, there is a lot more pressure when he's moved to essentially the last eight constructors titles being won by the team. He's just he's just rocked up at. So there is going to be more pressure there. But that was just a stupid error by George. And it, you know, yeah, what yeah. Was, I, you look you look at the onboard from Lewis and you're like. Well, what was he supposed to do, really? Can, I just he, don't know what he was thinking. He, and, you can't and, and go he past he up there. Rouge. You can't, oh, Rouge yeah. is, you know, you, you, you know, especially in those conditions as well. It would have been, it would have been almost suicide to go offline uh, and yeah. try and get past on Rouge. He's got to wait till the Kemmel straight. By the time he gets on the Kemmel straight, his lap's knackered, and that's that. 
Yeah, and, 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 and as I say, Russell was never going to improve his time because he'd already ruined it by going go over La Sauce. So Needs to learn to be a little bit more magnanimous sometimes, Mr. Russell he does. He does, he does, he does. Right, we're going to go to a song, just a couple of the points to note. So, yeah, as I say, it was a great Saturday for Piastri, I thought, and Ricardo, as, as we said, did. Did very, very he did well. very well, and I thought Gasly did a great job as well. In all yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, and Gasly, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, well done, Gasly as well. Well done. Okay, let's go to a song. So this one, I'm going to go with the Sinead O'Connor uh, track uh, as course. a tribute to the great lady yeah. um, who sadly uh, passed away. Uh, was it the weekend or last Friday or something? But yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, the end of last week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I thought I'd pay tribute and play a Sinead O'Connor song, and the one I've gone with is Mandika. Welcome back to the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And that was our own little tribute to Sinead O'Connor. There you go. There you go. That's a fantastic right, song. And, um, and, and yes. yeah, a great, a great loss, actually. Yeah, yeah bit, sad um, loss. I'm surprised by that. Very sad loss. Yeah, you know, sad, loss sad loss. Sad loss. Right, let's get on to the race then at Spa. So I'll give you as normal countdown of the top 10 so your race winner yet again i'm saying yes. this every single time this year max verstappen number two sergio perez 22 seconds behind when he started first and max verstappen started in sixth third was we'll come Charles on Leclerc. That. yes we will fourth was norris fifth uh, no sorry hamilton sorry Hamil- uh, hamilton fifth, was fourth <laughs> yeah hamilton fourth uh fifth was alonso so there's a better showing for the uh, aston martins this weekend as well sixth was russell with his messy weekend seventh was norris kind of out of nowhere really eighth was ocon ninth stroll and tenth yuki Sonoda, who i think actually had a good race to be fair yuki had a, yuki had a good race he, he was yeah he was he was doing all right yeah there was two did not finishes, and that was Signs and Piastri, who had to come in together on lap one. We can talk about that. Uh, the fastest lap goes to Lewis Hamilton, and driver of the day voted by the fans was Max Verstappen. Of course it was. Of course um, it was. Right. Okay. So um, I wasn't to, to start off to talk about the Signs and Piastri stuff, but I, I think you've got something to say about Perez. Well, you? I, think, I think Checo's kind of... You, I mean, you said he's got to have a result. I think you, you, you put him in second in your prediction, did you not last last week? I think uh, I did. Yes, I think you put I him did. in second. What did you say? You said Verstappen, obviously. No, I had him in third. I had him in third. Well, he's done better than your prediction, then, hasn't he? But it's still harsh. Because yeah, but I didn't. But but but, but I didn't when... realize Verstappen was going to have a uh, five place grid penalty, and Perez was going to start. It doesn't yeah, matter. On the, the front row. Verstappen could start last and he'll still win. He's won. Well, the, isn't isn't that then completely damning for Sergio Perez? Well, a little bit, yes. I think there are. I, 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 I agree. I think he's making his own bad luck here. So I, what I understand is that Checo is insisting, car-wise, insisting on having the same spec as Max. Yeah. And if you know anything about the way Adrian Newey designs cars from the start, he always starts with the physical dimensions of the lead driver because you can't start with both of them. Yeah, they have a lead driver rebel. They always have. So, you know, to say the car is built around Max is true. It is. However, that's kind of dimensions. It's also, it also incorporates, um, it also incorporates driving style and all the rest of it. But apparently uh, Checo would be quicker if he had the prior update 
but apparently he's and he could use that if he wanted to, uh, but he won't. And he wants to use exactly the same spec as Max, and he literally can't. He just can't handle the ev- the current evolution that they've got. He just can't handle it, you know, a- a- at all. And he can't handle it better than the previous update. And so he's kind of, you know, if I was Checker, I'd be sitting there going, "Well, if I'm not getting me head around this, if you allow me to use the prior update, let's give that a go and see if that yep. suits my style better." So I think he's being a little unintelligent about it as well, because that it's not just a case of. You know, if people think you have two F1 cars and they're identical and that the drivers, you know, that th- th- there is a very specific nature around driving style that that whole car is set up for. Having said all of that, I think where he's, I think he did far, far better in the race. He did go off. He did break a gap to Leclerc. But really, that car is 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 built around Max. It's never, and also Max, you know, this isn't just about the fact that he did solely the car. You know, Max is a fantastic driver. I mean, his reactions when he went up Eau Rouge and lost it a little bit in the wet was just, that was a bit of a moment. And he just, you know, he, he caught that very, very quickly. Sometimes in the way that, you know, Lewis would have caught stuff mid-corner or whatever. So Max is a, he's a fantastic driver. Checo's, you know, he's he's he, he did the job for them this weekend, but he should have, you know, when did he get overtaken? Lap 17? So from sixth Some- place... He got overtaken like by. He got over, yeah. overtaken. He made it through the first round of pit stops. To be fair, I was sitting from sixth place. I thought, oh, I thought Verstappen had have him by lap five. But to be fair, he, you know, he, he hung on to the first set of pit stops. But the the bit is when he got past him to open up twenty second gap is. I mean, it, it explains a lot, and I think there's a lot going on with the setup uh, of the car that I don't think Checo is being particularly intelligent, but intelligent about because he's, he's he wants not to have, he wants to have parity with Max. He's got to understand if you want parity, then you've got a car that ain't going to suit your style at all. Not in a month of Sundays. So actually, if there's a prior update to the car that you feel you actually can get on top of a bit better, go with that and see if you can, you know, you can get a bit closer. Cause at the moment, Dan, I, I'm just trying to sort of put the reality out there a little bit. You know, I, I agree with you that, you know that that it isn't good enough it's not providing us with the racing we want to see and then people say well he can't be as good well i don't think he's as good as nico rosberg nico rosberg's a very 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 good yeah he was he was yeah yeah. but don't forget that in that era as you yourself have said mercedes was more of an engine driven car you know their aerodynamics are nowhere near what red bull uh, have been able to produce over the years so naturally because they've got the same power they will be more on a par i think whereas there is so much around the aerodynamics and, and, and the way the car behaves in a corner that has been built around Max that I, and I think that's what Alex Albon knows. That's why he's, you know, everybody knows that that second seat of Red Bull, unless you've got exactly the same sort of driving ca- characteristics as Max, you're not going to get on with that. And, and there's going to be this big gap and it's just not going to look good for you. Having said all Fine, of that. Fine, then I think then I think Red Bull should get rid of Perez because he's not going to create any sort of challenge. Get rid of him. Well, no, I mean, I think, you know, how many races has he won now in, Two years he's been at Red Bull. I don't know about whatever. So I'm going to set you some more homework. Now. You can come back and find out in the next Four one. Five. Yeah, Valtteri Bottas in five years at Mercedes won ten Grand Prix in five years. So okay. you know, I mean, I I think we could probably if if Perez did five years at Red Bull, he could end up with possibly the same or possibly even less than 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 Bottas. So I'm all I'm trying to say is that Bottas clearly you know also was and he he ran lewis i think a lot closer on a, on some races you know he certainly qualified up the grid better than checo does he has said for ages yep. he's got to sort his saturday out and he did well it happened on friday afternoon 
he still messed up Saturday, didn't he? Yeah, because <laughs> he, he wasn't great. He wasn't great in the sprint at all. And he, no, he wasn't yeah. retiring, and, he, and his quality for the sprint wasn't great. So he still got to sort Saturdays out. He seemed to get on get on it on Friday, but it, it, the, the, the the you know I'm not really but still the cold heart. You know the cold light of day is Perez on the front row. Okay, he got off the line first, and in that car was able to get ahead of Leclerc on the first lap. He was yeah. leading. Max was in sixth, and he Perez put... finished behind Max. 22 seconds by the end of the yeah, race. Yeah, so he should have done what? Not just have, not good enough. He should have pulled what? what? What What would have been good enough? I mean, winning, obviously, um, would have been good enough, but he should have pulled. I, I was hoping when he got ahead of Leclerc, it was like, put your foot down there, son, and open up 10 seconds. To 100%. Leclerc. 100%. And if 100%. he could have held he could have held Max off, probably if he had a 10-second gap, he could have held him off to the next set of pit stops, the second set of pit stops, and he didn't. And, you know, is that, uh, you know, I think I think we can... I think there's quite obviously there's quite a bit of blame to lie at Checo's door, um, but you know I think he can only he can only work with the setups and the car chassis that he's got, and I don't think he's making intelligent decisions around the type of setup that he's, he can he can use. No, if he can no, use a prior no, update no, and he's no. on top of it, if he's, he's insisting parity with Max, that's fine. But they'll probably say they go, we can have the same car as Max, absolutely, if that's what you want to get on top of. But it probably doesn't suit your style. But yeah, I'm gonna have to. There you go. I've got to be tote box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to move the conversation on because we are running out of time already. I know, I'm sorry. We've already discussed. We've already discussed Perez, but it's a good discussion. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, just quickly on a few other things we've got. So signs and Piastri. I mean, Piastri had a fantastic weekend. So I'm not taking anything away from him. However, I think that was inexperience. I think, in fact, that's exactly what Sainz said. And I agree yeah. that the space Piastri went into, yes, there was space there, but he, the experience, a, a more experienced driver knows that at the source, you know, at, at that track, 100%. that space is always going to disappear you know every single time so do your uh, homework you should, you watch every there. single first corner of every yeah. grand prix there's ever been and that little gap at the source absolutely disappears and he'll learn from that he will he will he will, he will. Absolutely. That. so that's fine but yeah, did you hear exactly. his radio message afterwards he's horizontal i love it yes he is. Yes, he's very he chilled goes, he's very chilled oh, he just happened to close in on me man it's like hang on he's not in the car surely he's on a sun lounge <laughs> somewhere watching it, it I, honestly his radio messages i love he's so relaxed he really is yeah 100 100 um norris did very well in the race uh right okay I, one thing on I'm Norris. not quite sure how he ended up seventh when he was at the back of the grid that, that was amazing but it's right so that's what i was going to ask you that I, I looked and Norris was was went through about eighty seven sets of tires. Couldn't figure out what the hell worked on his car. Was like second from bottom, and then towards the end, all of a sudden, was in seventh. And I didn't know how he, he did he, it. He, well, he was able to save. So, so when he was at the back of the grid after a couple of um, pit stops, he was then able to. When it started raining, that car came absolutely alive. So he was able to make up boatloads of time then. And at the end of the race, when all the other cars did an extra pit stop, he was able to save his tires. So he was, or the team asked him to save the tyres. So he was able to sort of hang on to the seventh place that he that he'd made up with other people pitting. So he Brilliant. did. He, he did. He actually did very well. He did. Um, however, I d I do think he needs to be looking over his shoulder at Piastri. So he does. there is a old, good driver matchup at McLaren. Very good. I but I do think you know they they again. I don't know. We said it before about the only having FP one to set up the car because McLaren clearly got that wrong. They got the setup wrong. He, so, so, uh, um, well, Nor I've, heard some, I, I've heard something about this. They've, and it's, it's because of the cost cap. They've used so much of, on their upgrade to the car. They couldn't spend the money on a track specific upgrade, like a new rear wing for spa. 
which is oh, why really? they because he yeah, was running which, 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 which makes sense course. it makes sense yeah. it makes sense it, when you when you when you look at it that way you kind of think ah okay that kind of makes sense yeah so does that does that mean they're going to be completely knackered at monza possibly that's, yeah. yeah that's because they're going to run too much downforce at monza possibly yeah possibly yeah possibly possibly yeah we'll see we'll see Williams will go well, well at Monza because because they're slippery in a in a in a straight line. Well, you look at Albon; that thing was an utter. That was a, that was a spaceship on the straights. That was, wasn't it? It's, it's an absolute rocket ship on the straights. It is. Yeah, not so good around the around the corners, but um, yeah, it is very slippery in a straight line. Um, it was a good race for Lewis. I thought you know very good, and it actually Russell in the race on Sunday made up for his messy weekend otherwise. But worryingly, there is a return of porpoising to the mercedes i did see that i didn't possibly really see any... down to the possibly down to the to their newest upgrades but lewis was was complaining about it after the race saying that they they've got to return to um Paulson. and now what worries me is before the weekend wolf said that mercedes are in a good place now because now any upgrades they bring are targeting performance not problem solving however at the end of the weekends they need to go back to problem solving if porpoising has has now become a problem because of the latest upgrades and they yeah. they did have a big upgrade in in spa as well so now i think they're back to problem solving again and exactly what i, what I was saying before i mercedes are in trouble doom and gloom from dan as far as mercedes is concerned i think it continues so yeah i did i noticed i didn't really see a lot on the on the messaging about it um on the on the commentary but i did notice that yeah lewis when he was overtaking yeah there was definitely porpoising there at the end of the camel straight yeah there was there was there was um for me i think sonoda was probably my uh driver of the day on sunday i think i think he quietly went he about his business yeah, he did he, quite, he quietly went Finished about down. it I, I, I'll be honest. I thought I thought Leclerc had a good one, given that we're, we're setting the bar. Yeah, quite, Leclerc as well. Leclerc, we're setting yeah. the bar quite low for Ferrari, in all fairness. But they did actually, you know, he, he did bring it home in third. So fair play. But that's confusing from Ferrari again because you, you never know from weekend to weekend. Are they, are they going to be fastened at the cutting end, or are they going to be tenth to eleventh? You just, no, I, just you, you just, just don't know with Ferrari, do you? It's just from one end of the seesaw to the next, isn't it? Really, with Ferrari. <laughs> but never mind. Unbelievable. unbelievable. But yeah, Sonoda had Sonoda had a great one. I thought Alonso had a good one because that the Aston Martin. Was was kind of a bit so-so uh, performance-wise yeah, yeah, yeah. over the weekend. So, you know, Alonso did did his bit and, um, you know, experience showed, although he did yes. make an, an uncharacteristic error in the sprint race, did he not, Dan, which I noticed you... Yes, he did, he did, he did, but we won't mention that. We will gloss no. over because we have, because we have to go to a song. So, Rich, we will ignore Alonso going into the oh. barriers. And um, can you uh, come on with your next song, please? Okay, well, we, we won't <laughs> talk about Fernando Alonso binning it in the Kinty litter, but never no, mind. No, right, no. So, the, obviously, the last one was uh, Blur and The Universal. And Universal Studios, funnily enough, there's my link. Um, so Universal Studios have done a obviously a huge amount of um, uh, work and shots and all the rest of it. And one of the most ambitious productions in the history of Universal Studios was at their New York back lot. And they flooded it and flooded it good and proper uh, to shoot a music video for this upcoming song, which is... My Sacrifice by Creed. And if you want to go online, have a look at the video. It's pretty astonishing. Let's go. The 
that was Creed with my sacrifice on the light sack. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. And Rich, we are heading into the summer break. So that is the end of our show. We're fast running out of time. But yes, we are heading into the summer break. So there's not a race for a good few weeks now, not until uh, the end of August. So we will find no. a few things to talk about and we can talk about bits of news that come along and perhaps talk about, you know, I don't know driver's holidays and things but we will find something to talk about <laughs> are, we we going to turn into, are we going to turn into a copy of hello magazine for yes 100 percent. we, 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 we oh, will turn into no, f1 hello we will turn into that. f1 hello but the next um, one anyway. next one's at zanvort isn't it so that's gonna have to it be is. very orange down there it's gonna it? be extremely, oh, orange, extremely orange anyway so thanks for everyone for to listening at home uh you can follow us on twitter and please do Yes. On at lights underscore F1. Please, I'd love to see the the followers ticking up on that on that social site. Um, you can email the show if you want any us to talk about anything during the summer break. Uh, Dan.night at jacksradio.com. Um, and you can what's, follow the show, um, any old shows on jacksradio.com. Richard, we can say something. What's your, what's your email update? Have you had any more then? Uh, I, I did have one, but it was just spam. Right, oh, okay, so. <laughs> It's got strangers junk folder. Come on, people. We've got the whole summer now. Let's get some emails in. Let's get some emails into Dan. He's feeling very lonely. Come on. Right. Okay. So seeing us out tonight is going to be Bruce Springsteen again, because I love the guy. And this time I've <laughs> chosen the song. It's a cover of a Commodore song, Night Shift, and he does a fantastic version. So that's the end of the show, Rich. Do you want to say goodbye? I will say ta We're heading to the summer break. Not that you'd know it's summer in the UK, at least anyway. Um, and we will talk to you again very shortly during our uh, summer sojourn. And it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely. Hello.